Light skin brothers unite. <laughs> What's good, revolutionary? Howard Price. Howard Price. What's your revolution? Simply put, brother, it's to serve. I've, what I've learned in my destiny is if, whether it be serving in a literal sense, where in a, in a pantry type setting, uh, the young man on the street needing some help with uh, a, a table coming out of his out of his yard or out of his home, simply just to serve, brother. I, I, I'm here to serve. Can I have your attention for a moment? What's good, Revolution? Welcome to the What's Your Revolution show, a show for men and the people who love them. We'll discuss how men can find and embrace the revolution within themselves, where people can find and embrace the revolution within themselves. I am your host, Dr. Charles Corpru. What's good, revolutionaries? I hope all is well. What's good? I'm happy to be here with you as, as always on this journey of finding and embracing what we think is the most like important space of your life, your, your revolution, your ability to transform yourself into something that you've never been. The interesting thing that I say all the time that my good friend Elijah Moses said that to be revolutionary, you must revolt and evolve into something that you've never been. To revolt is, is, is a cataclysmic event. To revolt is a cataclysmic event. To change yourself so dramatically that you don't even recognize yourself at the end of the journey. And oftentimes, right, we need to bring people along. And who are the midwives? My good friend Sean Dove talks about we we do not fulfill our dreams alone. We must find midwives. We must find people, people to be in community with. And I say that because I had a great conversation with my friend Eric Spence today. And, and actually I had a great conversation with my friend and frat brother Corey Doolittle as well. We kept talking about community. And I go back to Eric for one second because we talked about starting a book club, right? Wait a minute, black men, book clubs? What? Men, book clubs? That's a woman's thing. And it started out with the conversation with, with Commander Corey Doolittle talking about a book club that he's in in D.C. And so I was like, you know what? That's another way to build community. That's another way to bring the dreams that I have out or for me to help midwife another dream. So my dude, Eric Spence, and I have decided to start a book club of two. And, you know, we'll, we'll see how it grows from there. But just thinking about what Sean Dove seeded into us last year, the ability to find midwives, right? The, the ability to find people to help us bring something greater out of ourselves than what we knew we could be. That's the thing. We don't walk this alone. I want you to make sure. And when you, and when you think about this, really, really, that when you find and embrace and fulfill your revolution, it is not just for you. It's not just for you. There are people watching you. Your children are watching you. Your family members are watching you. Your community members are watching you. The world is watching you. When you decide to be revolutionary, I promise you, somebody's going to see like, wow, you've changed. You've revolted from that. I don't even know you. And sometimes revolutionaries, you got to tell people, hey, I'm different, right? I'm different. I'm not that version of me that you thought I was. I am standing on top of those dead versions of me to get to this version of myself. Look around. Look at me. Come and be a part of this revolution with me because it has never really just been about me. And as I think as we, you know, as we impart on this next journey of our lives, right? What are the mindsets that we need to have? Who are the people that we need to have in our lives, right? What are the choice points, right? As my good brother Rashid Thomas talks about, what are the choice points that we need to make? And we need to know, we need to chronicle those things. And I get to say this, right? I get to really, really say this about my guest, right, today. This is my brother, right? Not that he looks like me, like not that we could like walk down the street, right? But like, is that your brother? But literally, I'm, I'm an only child. But for the last 30 years, man, I've been able to look at this brother, to laugh at this, not laugh at this brother, to laugh with this brother, to love with this brother, right? To hug and love and revel and experience a friendship that, that is unrivaled, right? When, we, when, when Howard Price and I get together, right? It is a joy. And, and I want to welcome Howard Price to the show. I mean, I'm just going to say this, right? I'm, I'm welcoming Howard Price, my God brother, my friend, you know, he's a 1911, you know, later on in the, you know, early on, excuse me, early on in the year, 
uh, you know, 1911 brother of mine. But Howard Price is my friend. And, and Howard, I don't know if you remember, because it, it was probably one of the funniest times of my adolescence. Or We were down at Aunt Marge's sister's house one day. All of us out on the back porch when she when they lived out in Fernwood Farms, man, and you and I cut up, literally cut up. And my I think that was my it might have been the first day that you called my father the admiral. And I don't know if you remember that day, but I think that solidified everything. We cut up and we have been cutting up ever since. My dear friend, my brother, my god brother. There's so many, so many. so many adjectives that I could place on you, but I'm just happy to be here with you. How are you, Howard Price? Brother, I'm doing well, and um, I appreciate that introduction. And of course, I remember that nice, warm evening. And uh, in fact, <laughs> I, I want to say you you were there. You was you you, you were sporting some some muscles, and you you kind of came out trying to be the Hulk at some point there. I, I, it, it was a great evening. I, I truly appreciate. Uh, you uh, allow me this space to communicate with you uh, on, on this wonderful uh, day. I'm doing well, brother. I, I cannot complain. That's good, brother. We have had so many times together. I remember when you got married back in my nefarious days. Uh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh, my God. Tracy, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I just got to say it. Tracy, I love you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um yeah, you know, Howard, like I said, Howard and I have known each other for so long and I just have seen Howard, I don't even want to say grow up, man, revolt and evolve into this this amazing man, right? And that's the part of this show that I really want to, you know, devolve in our time today. It's really talking about what evolution and mindset means, right? What does that mean to us and how do we even, you know, even get to the the mindset that we can go out in the world and do anything, right? To be revolutionary. And so I just want to talk, why is, why revolutionaries like, they were like, why, why is Howard Price on the show? Howard, I, I just want you to do me a favor, right? And, and pan around your room for a second, right? Just, just pan, pan around the room and let folks see, right? And these aren't posters, right? This, this is not like, you know, um, you know, he went to Flipper McCoy's and started buying all the, he, he started buying, he started buying all these posters to fill up his room. These are t-shirts of all of the races that Howard Price, is, Howard Price has run over the years. And let me tell you, when, when I say that, right, Howard Price is a triathlete. Now, I, I run triathlons, right? <laughs> right? Let me tell you, revolutionaries. I run triathlons. There's a difference from people who run triathlons and who are triathletes. And that's what Howard Price is. Howard Price is a triathlete. He is a person that gets up at two o'clock in the morning to run, bike, and swim. You know, the brothers of Omega Sci-Fi, my good friends, I talked about Corey Doolittle. He said, let me ask Howard this question. And we'll start off right here. Why do you get up at two o'clock in the morning, right, mm-hmm. to go train for a triathlon? Just to go train. Why? And this brother had a hip replacement in 2022. Why do you get up to do and train at those crazy times of the morning when nobody else is training? Right. Um, Chucky, so I, to, to make it quick and simple, um, I found a balance. That There's a balance in doing what we do as far as triathletes. And what I found for my family balance, that getting up that early in the morning to be able to knock out my two opportunities for that particular day, um, I had to get up that early to get it done. Because, of course, trying to juggle uh, family and then, of course, a, a work schedule and then still trying to have a, your own social uh, 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 opportunity. I just found that getting up that early to get both of those disciplines out of the way, whatever they may be for the day, out of the way was just the perfect scenario for me. And as you evolve into that uh, mindset or that uh, uh, continued process, your body just adjusts. As as you know, Mm -hmm. um, as you're doing certain things, your muscle memory sets in. I mean, even on days where I'm not training, 
my body just automatically, of course, with God's grace, uh, I, I pop up. And, uh, and that, that's primarily the reason I, I found that, uh, trying to do it in the evenings just was not working out. It just caused, it caused strife and, and un- unwanted, uh, opportunity from the wife. Uh, so I, I, I realized, and, and you would be surprised. <clears throat> and, and those that do get up that time of morning, you would be surprised how many people are up, uh, you know, moving wow. around, whether it be walking the dogs or, or, or running or, or biking. Um, but there are individuals up, but I, I've just found that time, that space for me um, to be calming. Uh, it, it is, it's quiet, you know, you know, of mm. course, you get this. It's dangerous that time of morning, things of that nature. And, yeah, and, yeah, absolutely. Exactly. That element is out there. But I, I just walk in a, in a in a in a in a space where I just trust God to protect me during those hours. And and thank mm. God it's, it's worked out so far. Man, let me tell you, and thank you for that. But but Howard, it's cold, brother. It was yeah. 23 degrees yeah. this yeah. morning. It has been the, the last couple of days. It has been it has been in the yeah. teens. Right. And and Corey said to say he, he took screenshots and sent them to me that you were walking, that you took a five mile walk at two o'clock in the morning. It's cold, yeah. brother. There's a there's a mindset. I want you to dive even a little deeper for me, Howard, like the, the mindset that, OK, right. You talked about like my body, I, I, all of the things, you know, I got to keep my marriage alive because and I, I want to give a shout out to my my sister. Uh, Markel Saunders Price. Markel Saunders Price is his lovely bride that they've been married since 1995, if I'm correct. 1994? Mm -hmm. 94. It's a good year. Good year. 1994. Right. Y'all are coming. Yeah. Y'all come up 28 years, brother. That's a long, long time. Right. But you talk about like, I've got to do these things. I get up early in the morning so I can make sure that I can take care of my wife and my family. He's got two beautiful kids, Q and Milan. But it's cold, right? There's a mindset that has to go. So it's easy. And so I'm going to get to this because I'm going to, I want to ask it this way. It's easy to, you know, seven or eight o'clock when it's 40 degrees or in the summertime when it's, it's, it's 50 or 60 or 70 or 80. It's easy. It's uncomfortable to be walking or running or biking, right? Or getting to that cold pool at two in the morning or three in the morning. Dive down a little bit more about the mindset of sitting in discomfort because it, but I'm going to imagine that it's not comfortable walking, right? You are, right. right, or running or biking it to talk about your ability to sit in discomfort longer than the average person. And, and, and I want you to talk about that in a minute. How did you get there and how do you right. stay there? So uh, I would have to start back from high school, um, Chucky. Um, and, and if you don't mind me calling you that, that you know, that's, fam- that's a family deal. Okay, that's a family name. <laughs> but it starts it starts in high school. Um, started with a single mom, uh, uh, where uh, of course getting in, in in my latter years of high school, uh, my eleventh and senior year, where I felt comfortable with track. Right, so I, I was I was amazing in terms of my speed. And could not get on the track team uh, because I had to work. So um, because of having to work, the schedule just did not line up with practice and things of that nature. So I, in the back of my mind, I knew I could do some some fantastic things with that opportunity, but just never transpired. But that stuck with me, even through my years of, 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 of military took up running, just continuously ran, just, just a lifestyle. You talk about a mindset. So it began with that ability not being available to run track, which was a childhood dream where I felt like I could excel Mm. to that not materializing and then realizing down the road that, wow, I could, I could be great at this, you know, running thing. So I continued to run in my, 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 whether it be discomfort in the mornings, whether it be discomfort in the evenings, but just knowing that I could be, be that person to, 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 I guess, prove to myself that I could have been, mm, that I could okay. have, I could have been this guy. Right. You know, um, and I, and I, even to this day, that, that resonates with me. It stays with me, um, that I could be better than that guy. So 
when we talk about how do you stay in that mindset of, of triathlons, well, triathlon really wasn't even on the radar. That 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 came later on down the years with, with Sheila Red and, and, and the running group uh, with my guy, uh, Shantz Madison, who uh, back in 2000, I think it was 2000, shoot, 2021, uh, 2016, where I ran my first Shamrock. Uh, this guy, man, you know, he, he stuck by my side in that you can, you can get this done. And that was just coming off of a meniscus tear, man. You know, mm-hmm. when you, when you have, when you, in your latter years, things break down faster as you're putting pressure on these, <laughs> these joints and, and all of these different tendons and things of that nature. And, you know, I just, when I, when I, when I tore that, I felt like, wow, I can still, I still had the mindset because of that childhood memory of knowing that I could have done this, it just continued to uh, push me forward to not just stop, right. just just continue to move forward in what you're doing. So um, leading into Shamrock and getting that meniscus tear done, um, meeting up with Sheila Johnson, uh, who would always just come, you know, you always got this running partner, man. It's, she's just always, on the go, always just doing something and, and we'll tease the guys and, 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 and push them into a fence, if you would, to push them over the fence in a kind way that she saw something in me that right. I could be better. You could do something better than just running. Um, and so that's how that triathlon piece started coming, evolving, if you would, a midwife, midwife, a rebirth. There you go. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Persevering through mid midwife that birth into that triathlon. She planted that seed that that was not even on my radar. I mean, I was comfortable with what I was doing. Yeah. Right. Right. And, and that's the thing. We we have to have folks in our lives. Right. That will push us out of our comfort zones and and, and to think about that. And to see how you know the, the good Sheila, right? And and, and please tell her I, I said hello. You know, uh, yeah. I I I don't know if I'm gonna ever run a triathlon again, <laughs> but I <I'll, laughs> no no we 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 are not gonna say that just yet. You you still have it in you. We know you can get it done. <laughs> I'm pickleballing. <laughs> I'm pickleballing. I'm pickleballing. Um, but you know, particularly when we have to sit in discomfort, Howard. You know, um. If we don't have, if we can sit in discomfort with someone yes. else, right? And, right, and I, I think that's the thing, yes. right? And knowing that at two at two a.m. it's cold, you're yes. up walking, you are running, it's un, un, uncomfortable. But if you're looking to the left or to the right, and there's somebody else who is just as yes. uncomfortable as you are doing that, doing that space with you, I think it makes it a little bit more comfortable because. Hey, there's somebody out here braving these elements with me. There's somebody out here I know that has my back. There's somebody out here who has the same goals or similar values and similar things that say, hey, I know it's cold. I know it's uncomfortable. I know you're in pain. I'm in pain too. This is uncomfortable, but I'm here with you. I see you and I'm I'm here with you. And that's a powerful thing. And the running community and the triathlon community is, is it. Yes, it's a very individual yeah. sport, right? Thinking about that, but people call it a community. Yes. And never have I had any, at any triathlon where I've had somebody say, you know, you shouldn't be yes. here or, you know, I don't have anything for you or I can't stop and talk to you or let's push each other. I remember when I ran the uh, Smithfield Triathlon in 2021, I remember on that, that last part of that run, um, there was a, 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 a white dude who was running and we decided we, it, it wasn't even, we said, let's that's run right. together. It was a, it was a, a look, look like, that's right. It, it, it's a look like, okay, like we're on this last leg. We're both kind of tired. Like, Hey, let's stay together. Let's push each other. And all of a sudden we were running a little yes. faster, a little yes. stronger. And we were sitting in that discomfort because like, yeah, I'm in pain. I'm cramping up all the things, but guess what? We ended up finishing the race and then there was this this acknowledgement like mm-hmm. thank you. Mm-hmm. And that's a that's a wonderful thing. Talk about that for a second. What the community right does for you to elevate your yes. game. Because you've you you have run and, and let me just define the terms for my revolutionaries. 
a triathlon has various stages. You run sprints or Olympics and there you can Google what distance. Um, or you run a full, a half or a full triathlon with the biggest one, the most notarized, the most notarized one being Kona, which my good friend Katie Sistola ran this year. Uh, and congratulations to her. But a full triathlon, right? And talk about the distances for a full triathlon, Howard, before I, I go in and give you sure, your flowers. Sure, sure. So you're, you're talking a, a 2.4-mile swim, uh, and then you jump off of that. You get into a 112-mile bike. There is one course where the bike is a little longer than 116 miles, which I've done that particular course twice. And then there's the 26.2-mile uh, 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 marathon or, or run. Um, so that, that's the fool. And right. That's a fool. And so you, so just, just, just for clarification, right. Just for clarification, you run that in, a, you run that in one day, yes. right. That's right. Yes. Right. You run that. that, that that's one day. Yes. So you swim in 2.4 miles. You're biking between 112 and 116 miles. And then you're running 26.2 yes. miles, right. That's what it yes. sounds like. Yeah. That's what, that's yes. what I heard. So basically you just gave my yearly total. <laughs> <laughs> Right. What, what Howard Price runs in one day, I, I basically, that's my yearly total of swimming, biking, and running, right? Year, yearly total. So thank you. Thank you for making me feel extremely, extremely bad, right? Um, no, uh, hopefully that's what I write. That's what I do in a month, but not a day. It's all um, good. You're moving. You're moving. So you're, you're, I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. moving. I'm, I, I'm, I'm moving. Yeah. I'm moving. Howard, talk about the, talk about the mindset that comes along with being in, in community with the triathletes. Right. Talk about what that community and how it actually pushes you forward. Yes. Uh, it's you, you can't measure it, um, uh, Chucky. Um, when I first actually got, if you would, more involved into the sport, uh, the community embraced me. And, I, and I'm just going to be up front and, and not just say African-Americans. I mean, the entire community. Mm-hmm. Once you begin to grow into that particular space, individuals just are just overwhelmingly uh, supportive, uh, providing, I mean, even materials. Well, thank Keith Austin, for example. I knew nothing about a trainer or, or, or the bike itself. This brother gave me his old trainer and I, I'm using it to this day. The, the point is that. The community, you can't measure that, even though we're one percent in the sport itself as far as representation. When you when you go into these races, I I think that will over the years continue to change. We're seeing more and more individuals of of color go into the sport. Um, But in your local space, in terms of your community, you you can't measure it, man. It's been everything for me, um, because as you mentioned earlier, those early mornings when it's cold out and or, or warm out because you can get some humid mornings here in Virginia, brother. You know, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, yes. So oh, you yes. know, it, it's great to have you know uh, the Sheila Johnsons of the world to be out there with you, uh, or, or, or the Paul Sanchez's, and I and I don't mean to put these names out there, but these individuals they they are individuals that uh, mean a lot in terms of this this community for me, just from my mindset and knowing that wow. If they can do it, certainly I can continue to move forward and do it. I, I will share this with you. There was one race in particular. It was my second uh, uh, Chattanooga, Chattanooga uh, Ironman race. Uh, I was hurting, brother, be honest. I was hurting. Um, hip jacked up bad. But that particular race, getting down toward mile 20, 19, 20, somewhere thereof, there was a young lady in the dark, in a wheelchair. And she just kept hollering out. It's a blessing. It's a blessing to be doing this. And I I could hear her. I can just hear her, you know, many, many foot miles down the road. I could just literally hear her. And as I, as I approached, I'm like, who is this screaming out? I mean, it had the bullhorn, the whole nine. Just, it's a blessing to be doing this. It's a blessing for you all to be doing this. I don't know that young lady's story, but what it did, it inspired me. I never will forget it. Going into that hip uh, situation, we're going to see the doctor and and, and getting that um, 
the treatments and the options available. Uh, and after he told me that, man, you probably won't never, you'll probably never run again. I, Chuck, I was devastated. Mm. I was literally devastated. And uh, because it's a mindset, it's a lifestyle. I just, because of that lifestyle, I just went back and just listened to that young lady screaming Mm. out. You know, the Mm. Lord puts things, you know, all the training and and running. I mean, it was a setup. So all all those years of training, military running and just just running, uh, not necessarily biking or swimming, um, but getting up earlier in the mornings. But who knew there was a setup to be able to go out here and do what I do? But the blessing is that I can do it. That's that's yeah. that's the point I would like to make that, you know, mm-hmm. I, I look back on that particular race. And if I would have said, you know what, listen to this particular doctor, you will never run again. I mean, would I? I mean, I, I, I'm in my mind, I can't. I can't do it. Right. So when I listen right. to that, that is a blessing. It, it most certainly is a blessing because not everyone, not everyone can do this. Not everyone is in a position to do it. So I'm so thankful to be able to do just that. Yeah. Howard, think about that, that woman, you know, there are two revolutions happening yes. at that moment. You understand? Yeah. That? Yeah. Her, her revolution about being out there. Supporting Absolutely. You, right. And say, saying that it is a blessing that you have the ability to Absolutely. do that. Right. Because she didn't have to be out there. I mean, she could have been anywhere else in the world doing something else. But she's out there like showing the world like, hey, I am supportive. I cannot run this race. But my spirit, my essence, my motivation, my love are on this course with you. In a wheelchair. Again, I don't know her story. She she certainly could have been doing triathlons or a host of other things that I I probably would want to, you know, one day inspire to do maybe a bad accident. Who knows? It was just the right timing for me in that moment, in that space, knowing what I was about to embark on and then applying that message during that doctor's visit. I mean, it was unbelievable. I mean, I I just, to talk about time and how God puts things in a place for you to hear and and to reflect back. Um, it's, it's, it's something else. You think about that. And you said that you were in pain. Oh, yeah. You were, you were, yeah. in, you were in tremendous mm-hmm. pain. The second revolution that's on that course today on that day is you, right? You, you, Cause for her, as we talk about that, your revolution is just not for you. Right. And, and this story we think about, right. We think about perseverance and overcoming for all those people on the road that hear her. She also has the ability to see people doing something that, Everyone else may not have the ability to do, sure. you know, and you, you never know the story about why people get into Absolutely. sport. Like you said, like, like you said earlier on, like running became a part of you because you had to take care of your family. You think about that, right? Right. Budding track star, but the fortitude to say, I need to work for my family and my younger brother and my mother and all, all of the things. But there's a goal in mind. There's a revolution in my mind that I want to continue to take care of my mind and my body. And I want to prove to myself that this person who made a decision for his family, my revolution is not just Mm -hmm. for me. I made a revolutionary decision to take care of my family. But inside of me, there's a burning desire to say, were you that guy? Could you have been that guy? Could you have been that star? And now to think about that, because Howard is actually 65. He looks like he's 25, but um, no. How, were you 55 now? I'll be 55 next year. 55, man. No one, no one would believe that, that these two light-skinned brothers with all, all these gray beards are 50-somethings, you know? Um, but to think about that, that, that in your 50s and our 50s, that we're completely active. Yes. And that there's a, there's the mindset, you know, un, unlike you, I don't have, I don't have a, 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 a wonderful story of arc that something was taken away from me and I had to make choices. Yeah. I work out because I'm vain as hell, <laughs> right? <laughs> that's why, that, that's, that's why I work out. I run triathlons. I play pickleball. I do a hundred pushes a night because you know what? I want to look good naked. That's why I do it because it's called okay. vanity. That, 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 yeah, it's, that's why I do this. That's my revolution. I mean, like, my revolution is to be vulnerable and open. And I work out because you know what? At some point I want somebody to be like, damn, 
damn, right? Yeah, you look I, good you know, at 50 I, I something or 60 something. I appreciate understand transparency in that regard because I'll, I'll admit, I, I'm that way also. I mean, yeah. you, you get the, you get the, wow, he is 55 years old. Man, that dude looks 40. Mm-hmm. I mean, like you could get it all the time. And not to say that it goes in my head, but I mean, it's, it's flattering for me, if you would, for the lack of a better word. I mean, it's a compliment, right? Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, I want to get to the point where I can pull a Lance Sullivan yeah. uh, from uh, the best yeah. man, a best man, and just walk out yeah. and be like, just jump in the pool, <laughs> you know, standing ovation, <laughs> standing ovation. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, we're not yeah. there yet. Uh, working, I don't still know if we're ever doing that. But, yeah, working on it. Forrest both. Yeah, yeah, it's a mindset. It's, a mindset. it's, it's a mindset. definitely it, it. It is. It is definitely a mindset. The other thing that I want to talk about today, Howard, you know, um, is, you know, as, as we push this, right, as we move into this next revolution of our lives, right, mindset is so important, right? It, it, it really is in thinking about, and sometimes we have to pull from, what do I want to say? Sometimes how we have to pull from sure. the past to motivate us into the present, right? It, it helps us with our mindset. Like, I don't want to be this version of myself, so that, that mindset of I want to trans, I want to transform myself, right? Or the other thing, the mindset may come is that I want to be a beacon of light for someone else. So I must keep going forward, like that woman in the wheelchair, right? Saying it is a blessing. Her mindset that day was, right? She could have the mindset like, oh, well, it's me. I don't like, I can't run. I'm in this wheelchair. Or the mindset is, you know what? I'm going to be a servant for someone else, right? I'm going to be a motivating mm-hmm. factor. And so as, as we continue to push this mindset, right, it is mind and body. So, you know, when you look at him and part of part, part of the, the lure to, right, this triathlete, this father, this, this budding community member, this, this member of, of that other fraternity in 1911, right, you know, why he looked, you mean? Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> something like my Alpha as my as, as my father would say. You know, them other <laughs> those kappas over there. My um, guys. Yeah, yeah. When we talk about mind, when we talk about mindset, it is mind and body. And one of the things about being able to come back from injury, you you had a hip replacement, if I'm yes. correct, right? You had a hip replacement. Is that you really think about what you put in your body? Right. Right. And as we think about these, this revolution of, of mind and body, we, we have to think about what we put in our body. Right. And I know that you're big on your big, big about what you eat and how you eat and when you eat and you've decided to go to a vegan lifestyle. Talk with me, right. Talk with me about what that does for you. Cause I'm going to dive even more, but talk to me about what being vegan does for your athleticism. How does it help you train? How did it make you stronger? How does it even enhance your mindset? Sure. Um, so we started out as an, an experiment after I had my Achilles repair. And I don't know if you even knew that I had my Achilles torn. I did not know yeah, that. Yeah, I had a, no. an Achilles. Uh-oh. Man, I've had I've had several different things going on. But again, as I, I, I move forward and, and just trying to push the body, I, I'm, I'm having to dial back and realize that I'm not 30 years old. But yes, so right. we started as an experiment in 2019. I had a, an Achilles repair um, and where a good friend of mine, Marcos Cristodante, challenged me to, you know, let's change our diet and let's just see how that how your body would respond uh, after uh, the surgery. And your recovering process. Um, I'd already been dibba-dabbling into that uh, diet space already. So it was an easy push for me. So I just got more intense and more intentional about uh, the information that I gather and how uh, that will affect my overall understanding of the entire uh, eating position, if you would. And I say that because you can still eat terribly and be a vegan. Right. So, it, it, you know, it, you, you, all of this, I'm trying to learn on the, on the fly, if you would, but uh, eventually everything started clicking. Um, 2020, uh, going into 2020, I can certainly say with confidence that switching over and after being on that diet six, eight, nine months definitely had a positive impact on my recovery. Uh, 
What do you mean by that? Talk, talk, um, d- d- double sure. Double that. Um, my levels in terms of my cholesterol and, and, and things of that, that nature. I mean, we already had those numbers. Excuse me. So we had a baseline. Not that they was extraordinarily bad. They just got better uh, after switching over to that diet. And I will say that the recovery, even my doctor at the time was he, he was amazed. He couldn't believe it. How quick um, that surgery or how long that recovery process took as opposed to your normal or average person that mm. I was two weeks ahead of schedule, if you would. Yeah. Wow. So I, I just continued that the diet and I, I found in terms of focus, in terms of uh, inflammation, if I do have some type of an injury or something, you know, we're getting older, man. So you're still going to have those complications, if you would. But in terms of a cut or things of that nature, sure, it's slowed down, but it's not I don't I wouldn't compare it to a 55 year old, 54 year old. I'm over the 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 time limit as it would take to to heal that, if you would. Um, I stand on 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 this particular diet. Right. Right. Wow. Wow. That's interesting. And, and, and there's so much literature out there. You know, let's 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 get a little heady. There's so much literature out there that talks about. Uh, a vegan diet and the the abilities of the the healing abilities the medicinal aspects of a vegan diet how are plant based and what it does and we and we've talked at length on the show about you know what it does Dr. Travis Bass my good friend my my good good friend Dr. Travis Bass talks about you know how a, a plant based diet really allows you like you said yeah. focus um, you know, if you're really thinking about non-processed right. foods, right, what vegetables can do around inflammation. You think about it, I have arthritis in one of my shoulders. I have arthritis in my neck. And I realize that when I eat more of a plant-based diet, my my they don't act up mm-hmm. as much, you know, and I'm going to end up having, you know, end up having right. surgery. Um, but I, 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 I noticed the impact of my body sure. when I'm really, really focused on a plant-based Absolutely. diet. Absolutely. And, and, and I would share this and, and you know, I, I won't say that it's a cure-all end-all. I mean, there, there's no doubt about that, but there's, there's enough studies that are out there now that show that you're going to have much greater results when you're eating plant-based uh, diet. And uh, I am a component, I am a, a proponent of that, uh, to that study. And that, that's why I have not, I have not had any urge to, to have any, 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 uh, uh, meat or, or anything in that regard. I, I've always, I mean, I haven't had milk or red meat, meat in, in years. So the, the transition to go into this particular lifestyle, uh, as far as my diet was, a, was an easy, easy transition. So, um, uh, but, but with all that being said, I don't think I'll, I will ever go back. That's just too many great re- results that I've had so far in my experience. Yeah. Right. right. So my revolutionaries are in my ear. They're like, okay, yeah, yeah. Okay. Howard, like this sounds yeah. really, really good. How do I, so like talk about what, right. Cause they're like, wait, this all sounds really, right. really good, Howard, but I got, I'm, I'm busy. Right. Right. And it seems like, you know what, I can go get a, a lean cut of beef or I can get go get some lean right. chicken or some lean turkey, but steam me right. some broccoli and, and keep right. it moving. Right. I don't got time right. for all this. But the perception that is, is, is that it takes longer, more thought right. to be plant based. Right. So I want you to I want you to detail really what does a what does a day of eating look like for you from beginning to end? And I think that you fast. I think you probably intermittent fast. Every now and then. In fact, um, I got a little detox coming up at the first of the year. I'll, I'll do a little detox the first 15 days of next year where it'd just mm-hmm. be all um, a, a, a raw, basically raw, raw uh, uh, diet. Um, but I'm not going to be that guy, Chucky, to say, don't eat your <laughs> don't eat your lean red meat. I'm not going to be that guy to says, don't eat your milk. I mean, your pork. But what I will, I will be that guy to say, leave the cow milk alone. Don't 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 mess with that milk. Leave mm-hmm. the milk and the cheese and, and all that. There. So much information. Yeah, leave, leave that alone. But what I found and, and thank thank goodness to Markel, everything in moderation. Right. Everything in moderation. And, and, and you will be fine. But in terms of my day um, and how I go about fixing my meals, most vegans will sit, share the same thing. 
you start out on, on, a, on a slow basis. I mean, you're going to start with your salads, your typical traditional salads, and, and you just build from there. You're going to be doing your, your studying. You're going to be watching other individuals. In the, you're going to be com- communicating with other vegans. You're going to start finding a community where you can <clears throat> share ideas or get ideas and things of that nature from them. Um, and at that point, you just you're going to find it. And I'm sure I, I know at one point you found that one meal. It was like your go to meal. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Kale, kale yeah, absolutely. Soup, yeah. You, you find yeah, your yeah. one meal. You, it's your go-to. Wash your lentils. Yep. Uh, uh, wash your lentils yeah, yeah, wash, because you will be a little gassy yeah, if you don't wash your wash lentils. <laughs> um, but yeah, so so I found that one meal and then just build from that. Uh, the best thing that could have happened to me was that Achilles, uh, repair because I had time at home to really deep dive into the cooking, uh, learning to wash my lentils, learning to, to eat more beets and how to cut squash and not have them in there to get that slimy or, or uh, the texture. Cause I don't particularly like the, the texture of the soft squash, but you know, it, but all right. of that, it, it, like it takes time. So, I mean, you talk about 2019, I'm still learning in 2022 and I certainly will be learning for years to come, but you start, you start, start small, you know, and then you build from there. I didn't just become a triathlete. I didn't just, that didn't, that didn't just happen. This, this is learning how to swim over years, getting better over years, evolving over years, eating better over years. I'm not that same guy in high school. I'm not that same guy in my military years. I have done many different things. I'm, I'm that guy that's open to different things. And um, if your listener is still in your ear and they're talking about drinking milk, please tell them to not do that. Not, don't moderate. Don't, no, no, no. There's no moderation in that. Cut that milk and that, that right. dairy no, out, please. Cut that milk out. So, so for breakfast, what's it, you know, if you're eating breakfast, what's the go, what's the go-to meal for you? Right. So, uh, breakfast, I'll have, uh, well, it depends. I mean, mo- most of the times I'll have an, a, a vegan cereal from, um, uh, I want to say nature oats. So there's uh, a okay. vegan cereal that I'll get. It has almonds, um, some, uh, some chickpeas, not chickpeas, the, um, I can't even think of that, the name of the, um, the, uh, seed in there. Flex seeds, flex seeds, some chai seeds, flex seeds, all in there. All good, all good. It's almond right. milk. I just put that in there. And that's pretty much my, my get started in the morning. I'll come back after my, my first, uh, session or both of my sessions. I'll come back. And I'll do a, a more heartier breakfast where I'll probably do some toast, peanut butter, and some bananas. Um, I can I'll, I'll do a plant based egg uh, and mm-hmm. or, uh, a toast, um, and then from there, you know, I'll have my my lunch in the afternoon and and, and dinner. But uh, yeah, I mean, not, it's it's nothing difficult. I mean, it's pretty pretty simple, mm-hmm. pretty easy. Get the same result. Right, right, exactly. I know for me, Howard, uh, my go-tos have become, you know, steamed broccoli, sweet potatoes. I have to watch. So, revolutionary, I want you to think about, like, if you're thinking about moving to a plant-based, more plant-based, determine how your body feels Absolutely. when you eat certain things, right? I know for me, I love sweet potatoes, but sweet potatoes are not an early, early, uh, either for breakfast or lunch, because uh, there's still, there's still a a carbohydrate mm-hmm. content, right? So I usually eat my sweet potatoes at the end of the day. It helps me to mm-hmm. sleep better. Um, but earlier day, you have your proteins like uh, tofu and um, what's the other stuff? Um, you can get chia seeds and uh, sesame seeds and um, pumpkin seeds and, and lentils and red beans and black beans and chickpeas, yep. right? You know, there's some wonderful recipes yep. or, you know, uh, not, a, not, a, not a chicken salad sandwich, a chickpea yep. salad sandwich, and, right? right? And thinking about that, there's a number of things, you know, and, and this wonderful thing called YouTube allows us to actually YouTube different ideas. I'm always looking for like easy things like kale and lentil, you know, for me, kale and lentil soup is, is very, very easy to cook. Very, very easy to cook. Um, I love a vegan chili with corn and black beans and red beans and uh, chickpeas with a nice tomato sauce and some human 
That's really good. The air fryer, yes. Howard, with yes. with the air fryer, with with broccoli and um, became my best friend. Uh, even and, and, and you're actually on to something when you talk about broccoli. That's one of my favorite vegetables. Uh, but I'll, I'll throw that the, that broccoli and that air fryer. That that became my best friend. Um, Mm-hmm. You, it's just so many different options and resources. You mentioned YouTube. I mean, I, I one of the better things that Markel has done for us um, is, is ordering the Green Chef. So Green Chef is one of those mail order mm-hmm. deals where you 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 buy into the um, subscription for your meals to come in. So we'll, we'll get those and they're 30 minutes easy. I mean, but everything is right there in that box. Uh, sure. Is it expensive? Just like everything else. But what I found, what what you prioritize, are you going to prioritize putting your dollar, uh, wasting it, if you would, on some non-valued food versus putting more value on that food for your body, for your longevity? Um, for me, you know, it's no, 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 no decision to be made in that regard. You know, I want right. to do whatever I need to do in order to stick around a little bit. No, I, I definitely agree. My decision always like, am I going to be out here in these streets? And y'all know what it means to be out here in these streets, right? Y'all, y'all know what I'm saying. Or am I going to, or am I going to spend a little bit more dollars on my diet, right? I'm trying, I'm, I'm trying to balance that, right? I'm trying, I'm actually trying to get out of these streets, but well, that's another conversation. Um, <laughs> that's another conversation. But yeah, I, I think that you know when it comes to our health and longevity, right? And you know we we've seen, we've we've watched. Uh, we watched our family members as they've gotten older. And, you know, the older generation did not think about this. And, and, and we think about trans, transformative things that have been passed down. We keep talking about generational health. What is generational generational wealth? But what does generational yes. health look like? Yes. Right. And and really thinking about what are the health patterns, right? Because health and wealth are very, you can't make wealth if you're not here yes. with us, right? Or you're sickly, or you're, you know, you know, you're thinking about, you know, at the end of the day, my father, my father, before we took him to a gerontologist, he was on 16 pills a day. It's a lot. I, I hate taking my one blood pressure medication Crazy. every day. One, right? I, no way do I want to ever be on 16 mm. pills. And thinking about what the mindset around your, like, how am I moving my body, right? How am I moving my body at every age to what am I putting in my body when it, when it comes to that? Um, and three, I want you to talk about this uh, for one second before we move in, you know, and, and the time flies, Howard. The third, the third thing that I talk about on the show, I, want, I really want to hear from you and you, you've touched on it just a little bit. Talk about my sister, yes. right? And what your relationship with her, you've been married for almost 28 years, over 28 years now. Um, what does that mean for you to be able to get up at two in the morning? What does that mean for you to be able to be vegan? Right. Right. What does it mean for for you to be able to because I I feel like you have the ability to self-actualize because of all of the things and the support that she gives. Talk about her. Right. And what she does to elevate all the things that you're trying to do. In right. The world. So um, after 28 years, you, you learn a lot about your <laughs> about your mate. And um, over that over the course of 28 years, I, I've learned her her schedule of bedtime and her schedule of arise time. <laughs> so meaning that as long as I can get back in this house before she rises, then I'm in pretty good shape because all of my stuff is going to be taken care of where it won't impede on what she has in store for us in that particular day. Uh, but no, that's that that's in part. Markel has been a tremendous a tremendous support, man. Um, there is no way that you think about this. You think about the hours that for, for all of your listeners that have done a marathon, a full marathon, and how many hours go into just running that full marathon. It's a lot. And you have to have an understanding or you would hope that you would have an understanding um, mate would even be more ideal if that mate was able to put in some of those miles with you. Right. But if that is not the case, you know, that may, you know, would certainly be be burdening a lot of family things. I've got a beautiful son, a beautiful daughter that she has pretty much poured into in my absence. Um, let's just be be transparent, be honest. Many a days where I've been absent, uh, absent because I'm out riding a two hour, three hour bike ride for that day, uh, missing out on all kinds of family activities. But 
in my mindset and knowing what the goal is, that's just a, that's just a part of it. But I'm thankful that she, without reservation, took on the burden of being able to continue to support me by understanding, well, okay, you do your thing. I got the kids. And it's that, that is truly a blessing. Um, I, there's no way. And I'm sure any, uh, person that are, that are doing any type of, uh, athleticism type projects or things of that nature, there is no way without a support system within the home and outside of the home, it, it's just, it just makes for that much more stress and difficult to get it done. No doubt about it. Yeah. We talk so much here on the show, Howard, about self-actualization, right? And to think about all of the t-shirts and accolades and, you know, plaques and, and, and trophies that are on those walls behind you. You know, self-actualization here is when you, you know, you have the ability to not only reach the goals that you want to have in life, but you also have the ability to impact the folks that are Absolutely. around you, right? To self-actualize, to say that I want to be something greater than myself. I want to help others. I want to serve the world. I want to, I want to be sitting in what I'm passionate about. And to think about that, we can't do it. And I, you know, like I said, out here in these streets, you can't, you know, you, 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 you get so far, but then, then, then all these brick walls come up and you get to an end of, end of a line somewhere, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you would hope that you, yeah, you, you hope or you've fallen <laughs> off a cliff and man, I, I got a lot of parachutes. Uh, <laughs> so let me tell you. But to just be thinking about that, the power of a partner and the power of partnership, right? Um, and the power of partnership when you both have a mindset that I'm going to support my partner, right? And I, I'm sure that you can talk at length, not only the support that she gives you, but the support that you yes. give her. Markel is a, Markel is a, I'm going to say a world renowned <laughs> pharmacist, right? You know, highly educated, wonderfully schooled, went to that, went to that school over, over, over oh, on the bay. <laughs> Uh, yeah, the home by the, uh, the home by the sea, right? Uh, and her mother, uh, her mother and father, uh, Margaret and Melvin Saunders, just staples to the world. Uh, Doctor yes. Margaret Saunders, uh, uh, Uncle Melvin was one of those men. Uncle Melvin was a man's man, and I say that in the most positive yes. way. When when Melvin Saunders walked into a room, you knew that you knew that there was a th- there was a ship in that it. room, right? A huge ship in that room. And that's, he walked in with a purpose and he let everybody know, you don't play with Melvin Saunders, you know? And I remember, look, I was like, oh boy, let's see if Howard's going to last. Because, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Let's see if Howard's going to last. But, the, but Uncle Melvin and Aunt Marge, you know, planted seeds, what it looked like to be in a loving, fruitful, happy, caring, nurturing. No, no, no question about it. And I'm glad you, you mentioned that because, because when you, when you talked about my childhood and my mom and my dad's relationship and, and not necessarily having a relationship with my dad, uh, or as much as I would have liked seeing their relationship and what love is to be in a, mm-hmm. a wholesome home with a mother and a father raising a daughter. I, I, I I learned quite a bit from not only Mr. Saunders, but from the Admiral as well, because those two gentlemen were outside of Atlanta, Georgia, coming into Virginia. Those individuals that I were around, that I was around quite a bit. So just learning and gathering things that I can put in the toolbox to be able to use even today. Priceless, priceless, priceless. Priceless. And for everybody and for everybody that, um, you know, he's wondering who the Admiral is. The Admiral was my father. And as I said at the outset of this show, uh, that 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 wonderful warm summer night when we we're out in uh, you know, off of Fernwood Farms Road at uh, Aunt Marge's sister's house, the, the laughter and the joy. I just can hear your voice. The Admiral, <laughs> the Admiral. Right. My father, yes. my, my father loved yes. you. My, my father loved you. And and. As if you were his own, as, as if he, he bore you himself. Yes. He loved, you know, and I'm, I have to say this because, you know, in his waning moments, in his waning days, you actually got to go spend some time with him. And that was a, a, a wonderful, a wonderful opportunity for him to spend time with you. Um, go a little bit further. Talk about, you know, my father, my, my father, what he, what, what, what he right. meant to you. Right. So I, I, I would share this and I'm sure you, you, you probably won't even realize, but 
as as you as you meet individuals or come into contact with individuals that resonate uh, with you, uh, or you're learning from them, you tend to pay more attention. And I was intentive about watching the admiral, just how he treated your mom, um, how he treated you, and I mean, of course, I wanted that. You know, I, I I'm thinking back in my childhood. Wow, you know, I. I, I would have never known that this even exists. Now, don't get it twisted. My mother was very loving, very caring, yeah. but there just was not that manly individual in the home for many years that I could learn from, that I could gravitate to and or share with. I mean, I remember an opportunity where you and your dad, I, I can't remember exactly the 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 wording, but you you was you was interested in going somewhere with him, and it meant dear to you that he and he did he put everything aside, put everything aside to make sure he took you to wherever it was you was interested in going, and that's that's fatherhood. I mean that's that's yeah. taking your your yeah. piece and putting it aside and, and not being so selfish in that moment and honing in on your son. And as a man, as a, we need that. We, we walk around, we mm-hmm. have this Mavado that we are so, you know, this, this, this king, or, you know, walking around and we are kings. Yes. But there are yeah. opportunities where we can go into that warm water or we need that warm water yeah. to be yeah. in a place that we can feel safe. And I can see yes. that in your dad as he interacted yes. with yes. you. With your mom, with Ms., with uh, Doctor Saunders, with with Mister Saunders, it was just a he just made the area safe, and I and I will never he 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 was just amazing. He was an, an amazing individual for for me. Uh, your family, Markel's family, you guys took me in as family. You were absolutely right. Yeah. You, you took yeah. me in, and um, <laughs> I, I it's a it was just a, it's just a blessing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the reality as you speak to that is that I probably was 16 yes. or 17. That's when exactly met, right. You know, yes, yeah. Right. Uncle Melvin died when, when in 1989, yes. if I'm correct, but you, I think you, we met you in ni- maybe in 87 That's or 88. Correct. When I came in on the scene. Right. And I was, yeah. I, I yeah. Came in on the yeah, scene, yeah, yeah. I was, heavy, you know, as I, as you were saying, running, yeah. them, who is this dude? running them streets, as I was running the streets, right? Running them streets. Who is this dude? <laughs> No, we so I mean you think about that that this friendship has been going on since you know 1988 yeah. brother that's that, that that's wild and thank you for saying that about my father you know cuz you know if if we if we couch this right if we if we give this show a foundation we talked about mindset revolutionaries and my father planted a mindset in me right my father was fearless mm-hmm. That, that, that is something that, you know, if I had to, if I had to see the values, right, if I had to list the values of Charles S. Corporal Jr., right, at, at the time, he was fearless. Mm-hmm. He was, he was fearless. But, but the next thing is that family was another value. No doubt about it. Right. That, that his mindset around family was like, he wanted community, right? He, he my father was a king in a sense that he loved to hold mm-hmm. court, <laughs> Howard. You know the yeah. laughter, right? The 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 twirling of the jewelry, all all this. He loved. He was he was an infectious man. He was an infectious man. And I think about the mindsets that we, if we couch this revolutionaries, the mindsets that we pour into our children. Go back to this, right? My father's revolution, right? And I I always say that the greatest revolution of my father not was all the work that he did. Civil rights activist, principal, war hero, all the things. I was his greatest mm-hmm. revolution. That he gave that sacrifice, yes. Howard, right? For yes. family and community. Yes. That was the biggest thing for him. He was like, you know what? I have a child. I have a daughter. I have all of these things. Nothing is greater than me being a father right. to my children. And, and, and here's the thing. I bring that back, Howard. Because if you ever see Howard Price and his children together, you know Right. That the mindset that you have comes from hopefully what you got to yes. see. Right. And my father yes. and Uncle Melvin and your yes. mother. Right. And I think about your brother and yes. sister. Right. And how much they love and revere yes. you. You think about family and community and the mindset that 
I am here with you and I see you. And I think that our fathers, uh, Uncle Melvin, they saw you. Right. You know what I'm saying? They saw you because, you know, Uncle Melvin was no joke. And so he had to see something. He had to see a whole lot. Absolutely. And and Markel will tell you to this day that there was something there. I don't know why he wanted or he enjoyed this this buster. But out of all the busters, he's a a, a great buster. I don't know. But I'm still here, brother. It's been an amazing ride. And and you talk about uh, family and and your and your and your, your 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 sons or your daughters. Uh, the one thing I can share with you that I would be remiss to not share is just seeing my son and how he's now moving toward running. Uh, it's been going on for over years now, but just mm-hmm. to see that and I never say anything, never push, never, you know, of course I would like for him to come to me and ask, Hey, you want to go run one day or he, and he has a couple of times, but just to see him doing that, it means a great deal. And what it taught me uh, was that they are watching your children, your yeah, kids are, are watching. watching. So regardless if you're playing pickleball, regardless of if you're, you're a triathlete, swimming, biking, sitting on the couch, whatever you're doing, your kids, your kids are watching. And it may not, you may not realize, wow, are they learning anything or what you think you're trying to teach them? You are actually teaching them something. Yeah. yeah, you're teaching yes. them something. That's the powerful statement right there, right? That's the powerful statement. You have the ability. You have the ability to consciously teach yes. your kids, right? Or you have the ability to unconsciously yes. teach your kids. The choice. The is choice yours. is yours. The revolution yes. is yours. Howard, look, 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 and I, I have to say this to my revolutionaries. When I asked Howard to come on, right? I asked Howard a couple months to come on, and I told him I was like, "Look, you know, this you're gonna be you're gonna be the show that is the show at the outset of the new year, right? Because you you do things that other folks don't do. You are superhuman, right? And and in your mindset, and Howard was like, "I don't know why me, right? Why not Howard Price?" Right. When we look, you know, because guess what? When I when I go home, I'm going to try to cut. I'm going to try to find every T-shirt I got from every race that I've ever had. You know what I'm saying? The three or four, uh, you know what I'm saying? Right. And cut them up in small pieces and put them on my wall. Right. This brother, this, this brother's got a whole room full of, you know, revolutions where he put one foot in front of the other, Literally. one arm in front of the other, one pedal in front of the other and said, I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep going. Two point four. 116 miles, a marathon, time and time again. You want to talk about the mindset, the perseverance, the enjoyment, the passion that goes into doing that? It takes more. It is a superhuman mindset. And what I'm asking you revolutionaries is to think about this, right? As you move into this next revolution, what is the mindset that you have to have, right? Howard Price has taught you in this, in this, this, this class, like sometimes you have to pull from the past. Right. Sometimes you have to to bring in those people or those midwives to help you say, I, I want to do this, but I don't know how to. They will help you shift your mindset. Right. They will say, you know what, Howard, I can pull some. I can I can pull something out of you. I can give you information that will help you shift your mindset. Or I can just say, you know what, I'm here with you. Because oftentimes, you know, you can get in your head. You can tell your stories because mile after mile, foot after foot. Nah, I'm tired. I don't really want to do this. I could go home. But when somebody's saying, you know what? I'm here with you. I'm going to put that foot in front of you just as much as you do. I'm going to run with you. I'm going to swim with you. I'm going to talk with you. I'm going to laugh with you. I'm going to be in community with you. That mindset shifts. We cannot be great alone. Remember that, revolutionaries. Greatness comes not individually, but in community. We have to get out of these westernized thoughts that we are individuals. We are community. Nobody bootstraps alone. Nobody builds their revolutions alone. Nobody fulfills them alone. And nobody rejoices with their revolutions alone. And we are here with you. I want to thank my brother, my friend, my dear friend, my dear friend, and my brother, like literally my brother, Howard Price, for who you are, brother, for who you are, for the, all the laughter. I, I know that I, look, I'm going to get some love and laughter when I'm Absolutely with Howard Price, will. brother. Absolutely. Yeah. Hey, thank you didn't you. ask me what my revolution thank was. Man. <laughs> Howard Price. Howard Price, what's your revolution? Simply put, brother, is to serve. 
I've, what I've learned in my destiny is if, whether it be serving in a literal sense where in a, in a pantry type setting, uh, the young man on the street needing some help with uh, a, a table coming out of his out of his yard or out of his home, simply just to serve, brother. I, I, I'm here to serve the community and those in my village. Yeah. And what a beautiful thing, right? As we think about this service, giving to others, right? And making that a part of our everyday, that our our life is much better when we can serve other folks. Not for anything else, but just to say, I'm giving to you. Our lives are more fuller and greater. So thank you for that revolution. Thank you. And thank you for reminding me because my look, Seiko would have been like, you ain't asking. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. Revolutionaries, we wish you well. We wish you well. And you know you know that I love you. You know that I, we are with you. And I'm on this journey with you. Revolutionaries are, are built in community. And I want to make sure that you know that this community is here for you. Let's go. Let's push forward. Let's move. Let's move. Maybe you might want to run a triathlon. Go follow Price Dad on Instagram, right? Or find him on Facebook and see all of his antics as he trains for the trains for the next triathlon. Or you can find him on Strava. You can look, so you'll know when he's up at 2 a.m. in the morning walking five miles. Revolutions, we'll talk to you soon. I love you. I love you. Peace. All right. I love that. Why do you take five mile walks at 3.30 in the morning? How do you get into this mindset that I'm going to push my mind and my body, right? And particularly at, at, our, at our age, <laughs> I woke up at 4.30 knowing that knowing I wanted to be on the court at five o'clock because the best games are at five o'clock in the morning. Roger. You know what I'm saying? You want to look light skin and bald and looking. This is the Kenny Lattimore lookalike show. No question. <laughs> Does anybody ever tell you that? Did you look like Kenny Lattimore? Does anybody ever say that to you? Man, it's funny. Uh, uh, Chucky, a guy, I was sitting in Culture Vegan uh, a couple of days ago, in fact, and a guy came to me and said, I look like Kenny Lattimore. That was the first time I ever got now. I wish I could say it was the first time I ever got it. I can't go nowhere. I was sitting in a. I was sitting in a. Uh, not a convening. Like my boy was keynote, and he's actually a capper too. And these people just kept looking back at me. I was sitting in the back of the room. They kept looking back at me. Then one person just got up and was like, "Hey, are you Kenny Lattimore? No, I am not Kenny Lattimore. I'm not. If you saw, I have a. I have a friend." I have a friend. She don't even call me Charles. She calls me Kenny. Get out of here. Yeah. Yeah, she calls me Kenny. She, look, look, the light-skinned brothers unite. <laughs> light-skinned brothers unite. <laughs> What's good, Rebel? What's good, Rebel? What's good, Rebel?